welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast. I am Marta Brummel, and by trade and training, I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children. I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence, and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. to episode number 32, Transitions, Brummel Style. So we have a recurring guest with us today, and he also happens to be my favorite. Hello, Craig Brummel. Hello. I've been through a few transitions with you, Marta, so I'm (laughs) happy to be here. Grateful for the partner. So today's episode is very relevant for for our crew, uh, because we have undergone lots of transitions on our journey as a family of six. And of course, that kind of starts just with the fact that we have moved 13 times. Um, and our most recent transition was a rather significant one with a move back to our beloved Midwest after three very full and Good years in Colorado. So as you might imagine, we, being true to the Brummel style, we have come up with our own approach, really true to the Craig Brummel style, but I've gone along for the ride on this. So we've come up with our own approach and our own process for navigating transitions that Craig and I just thought we might share this with you because we, in hopes, I guess, that it might help those of you in transition in your own lives or impending transitions or just anything and all things that have come along or will be coming for you so that we can maybe normalize and help you um, in this process. So this is the episode for you and uh, understanding that, you know, those of you starting new jobs or going into college or beyond, navigating relationships, uh, adulting, maybe a move or any kind of loss and new beginning our unexpected pivot any and all of these things I think we will be able to kind of cover today so for us when we embark on a transition we want to first acknowledge that we are in transition right that is actually a transition at hand and then what to expect um, that this transition might have in store and that it's probably very likely going to be hard. So we try to normalize that, the highs and lows, the loss, the navigation of uncharted terrain. And as part of this process, we try to bring our kids right along with us because we want them to feel like they can weigh in, to share their take, their feelings, their fears, their disappointments, their excitement, and of course their questions because there are often a lot of them. So for CB and me, this brings home 
all the more for us how important it is to address our own inner alignment and synchrony and then being real and being true, being strong and being clear. And in all of these things, I think most importantly, it's being clear on our why. So transitions always entail the end of a chapter and along with that a reframing and then a new season, a new beginning, which is really, I think, very part and parcel to evolution and growth and transformation. But as we know, these things often require going into the fire and going through the fire. So Craig and I have always said it is vital to weave in some compassion and grace and joy to join us for the ride. So from there, I'm going to kind of pass this to my sweet husband because I think that we both are in agreement that in this process of transition, our belief is that whatever we give off, our partner and our children will observe and absorb this. So we are both very, I think, attuned to that in one another. And I think there's no one more attuned to this than Craig Brummel. So I think that's just something you can kind of take and run with if you'd like, honey. Yeah, I think um, it's recognizing both that we have our own individual transitions. So as I think about uh, what we've gone through over the last uh number of months with this transition. Uh, I have my own process uh, and you have your own process. Mm -hmm. So and then our kids have their own process. And our kids have their (laughs) own process and together we have a process. Mm -hmm. Um, And so staying attuned to that, finding ways to stay aligned um, and connected um, and and respectful of, Mm -hmm. of one another and recognizing that we do it together is, is part of, I think, thematically what we try to carry through um, our approach that we'll talk about here in just a couple of minutes. But having that, you and I as, as, a, as husband and wife, knowing that we've got to bring each other along. Mm-hmm. We've also got to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we also need to find ways to bring our kids along um, in these transitions, given that we are all uh, have some dependencies Mm-hmm. Uh, interdependencies in some ways um, uh, that have implications with this transition. Yeah, so I think that brings back to the inner alignment and the synchrony and being true and being real and uh, being soft wherever we can. And I think it's typical to recognize that anything outside of our typical pattern for us, and especially when it's big, a big shift and change as you know this this type, we find ourselves a little discombobulated and out of sync. So this is just normal, um, but it does get a little messy at times. And I think that, as Craig said, you know, it's like we just kind of bring each other along in that process and be as kind and as compassionate and as, you know, able and willing to hold space for one another as possible. So I think that if we choose to, as parents... And as adults, how we model for ourselves and also for our children is key in just letting them see us feeling our emotions, learning and and watching us regulate our emotions, working through and processing difficult situations, what that looks like, how do we do that, what's our process, and then reminding ourselves and our loves, our children, 
that nothing has gone wrong in this process, this messy process, but that it's part of the human package, it's part of change, and it's part of transition. So I often tell my clients that we really can't do what we haven't seen modeled. And so how we speak to ourselves when we're in this space of transition will often be the same way that we grew up, maybe how our parents spoke to us, right? Our caretakers spoke to us when there was transition and change occurring. And then, of course, how we speak to ourselves when life is hard and we're in the messy middle will be the same way our children will probably learn to speak to themselves. So I think it is vital and you know paramount for us to be aware of that and to model for our young people, our young adults, what it looks like to, to do this in a way that is you know, is, is as soft as possible around the edges. So what are your thoughts on that, babe? Well, I think for us, it, it fits into the process that we've talked about, um, our approach that we've kind of aligned on uh, with respect to navigating transitions and what we've seen. And I think we will get, as we kind of dive into this, we will talk about how, what are some things we did um, to try to model, to try to share, um, to try to um, engage and be transparent along the way. I know even as we talk to our own children about how has this gone, this past transition, and there are times when they will say, well, we think you were pretty stressed out and maybe you didn't let us know exactly how stressed <laughs> you were. Um, but you did share the process with us and mm -hmm. we did know why you were going through things. And so Maybe we found the balance there, or maybe we didn't, but um, <laughs> we, it, tried. It, we tried along yeah, the way. Right, and I think just being able to validate um, and to feel seen and heard, right? And I think as we do that, we can heal together um, and kind of put the pieces together and move forward. So for those of you listening, I think it's good to ask yourselves this question of when you're scared or facing uncomfortable situations or change, how do you speak to yourself? How do you care for yourself? How do you care for your loved ones? And what are your patterns, right? How do you show up? Because I think this is really important information for you to have. I think it's good awareness. And, you know, maybe some of you listening would say, hey, I really like my process. And when in the midst of change, I think it serves us very well. And I think we'd both say, by all means, keep it going. That's fantastic. Now, if there are some of you that um, find that taking some time to kind of step back from your process and recognize there might be some ways you can recalibrate a little bit and approach it a little differently, that's something we, you know, we've done for ourselves and we keep kind of refining as we go. But I think it's a practice that we continue to do and utilize every change and every transition we we make uh, so as you know as we mentioned earlier i think for craig and me our why is really important in this process and i think we're going to talk about that because it really becomes our north star on so many levels especially as i said when we're in the messy middle of a transition because all transitions seem to have that to know our why keeps us going, keeps us moving, keeps us kind of 
you know, moving forward and seeking what it is we started out in the very in in the first place and what we're going for. So, Craig, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I have a long time ago I read Simon Sinek's book, uh, Start with Why, and I uh, I appreciated what he had to say, and he talks about the why, then the how, and then the what, and I think for us, as Marta said. The why in times of uncertainty and craziness in the midst of transition re-anchors us, mm -hmm. re-centers me mm -hmm. um, on why are we doing this? And I think when we looked at our why um, and, and what that was for us in this transition, it was very much around looking at um, being their family. We have all four of our kids will be in school in the Midwest. We want to be part of their growth and their schooling. Um, we have community here and we wanted to be part of that community um, of, in, in developing the depth and the connections uh, within the Midwest that we've had. And then we also wanted personal growth and business growth um, opportunities that presented themselves here as well. And so those were some of our whys. And, and even myself, I found in the midst of our uh, messiness of the transition. We're not entirely out of it right now. When times I got anxious or times I was like, why, okay, why are we doing this? Like the mountains are beautiful or work <laughs> is going fantastic. Like, why are we doing this? I anchored back to some of these whys. Mm -hmm. um, and that allowed me to say, okay, I've got it. And that makes sense. And Marta and, and me, we were both very aligned to what that why was. And often we had to help uh, continue to evolve and shape that why and that kept us anchored to each other and to ourselves yeah and i think our why in life drives our decisions very much and our direction so as i said i think it's really our north star i think as craig mentioned we wanted to be closer to our kids to our family we wanted to engage more deeply in relationship with those that we hold very dear uh, we wanted to grow our you know ourselves and and then along with that continue to develop our our gifts and to be able to contribute on a greater and deeper level. So with that, you know, I think as CB would say, our why is really what helps us through our transitions. And as he also said, we loved a lot about our life in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he loved his job. He was in a consulting gig that he loved and there were good people. It was a great company. Uh, we loved our home. It was very fortifying and soul-filling on so many levels. It was like our sanctuary there, and especially during our time of COVID. Um, we loved the mountains, the streams, the sunshine. I just couldn't get enough of, you know, how much that would lift and buoy our spirits. Um, and just in general, the open space. But I think along with that, it was also the experience there. It, it held a lot. It was very um, full and um, I think we went through a lot of shifts and changes and hard and um, also met some really good people and uh, I think gleaned a lot of life learnings while there and so that was also something that both we were willing to let go of but also had that sense of loss mm -hmm. so you know we just kept kind of reorienting back to our why and the process that we are always kind of undergoing together and uh, collectively and individually. So as I've said in past 
podcast episodes, you know, Craig is more a rock and the strategizer and the planner and the stabilizer and kind of the executor of things. And I, what would you say am I? I think you bring the heart. I think you bring some of the, the soul, the thoughtfulness, uh, the vulnerability, uh, the wholeness, the health and wellness. You keep that in the forefront of us as a family and as individuals for us and create that nurturance for us that I think is so important as well. So. We, I think we balance each other out mm-hmm. in, in a variety of ways as we mm-hmm. try to navigate life together. Yeah. We're a good team. I would definitely say that. And so I think that we would want to share with you guys our pillars for us in the navigation of transition. And the first one would be letting go. And for us, part of letting go is, you know, I think this process of saying goodbye and what is saying goodbye entail, right? It's kind of appreciating what has been, appreciating what is, and what will be. So there's gratitude in that process, and as I said, that letting go, but it's also, I think, you know, it entails conversations and rituals and awareness of what has been and what is and what will be. Um, And I think taking it all in and soaking it all in on a very deep and present and conscious level is really a very big part of that letting go process. So for Craig, he, before we left, we went and we started, um, you know, making sure we took time for sunsets. And um, there was a place that we absolutely kind of fell in love with, actually, and thanks to Ben Brummel, who found it, but it's this, you know, um, location that it's a, it's called Daniel's Park, but it has this wide and, you know, varied expanse of mountains and the layeredness of the mountains and, you know, kind of that dimensionality of what it is. For us as a family, we would go and, you know, be able to kind of soak that in. So the last, you know, as we were kind of coming up on the final leg of our our journey in Colorado, we made the point of making sure that we we made visits there. That's right. It was part of our ritual. Yeah. I think it was part of it yeah. for I'm us. Goodbye. It was yeah. an intentional ritual of, of letting go and appreciating the beauty. Yeah. And we, we made that part of our routine, our countdown almost. Um, we also had a number of very, you know, a number of different, this is our last time of um, a meal at this place, right. you know, maybe being some a local restaurant local or spots. seeing some friends, those kind of things where we celebrated those. I know for me, a big part of my own transition and letting go was was talking to my work and saying goodbye to the people with whom I, I had worked with um, that I, I enjoyed. Uh, I loved them. I loved the people, our clients. And, and so going through that process mm-hmm. for me was the opportunity to both appreciate them and what I had. Mm-hmm. And and in return, there was some appreciation expressed of me and what I had brought. And, and that, that was really meaningful mm-hmm. um, and allowed for a process of um, learning, but also of, of just letting go and transitioning to, to really what was, I would call, kind of our next step in our approach, which was focused on opening up. Yeah, opening up. Blessings to opening up. Amen to that, right? So I think it's expecting 
more of the messy middle, as we've talked about, and uh, opening up to all the emotions that can come up when in transition, the stress, the overwhelm, um, you know, the, the sadness, the fear, the, the unknown, the lurking unknown, um, and how our brains kind of tend to go into freak out mode <laughs> when that's the case. Uh, and just opening up to all of it and recognizing it's part of the process. And then knowing what are the actions needed um, to help us move through that, you know, that, that period of time and how to move through the gray. So, you know, I think building the skills needed in the messy middle um, really requires a lot of resilience and that is something I think we have built over time and we've gotten stronger and stronger at it. It's a muscle we, we have honed in our family and, um, and I think feeling discomfort and engaging with it versus avoiding it, I think just knowing nothing has gone wrong um, and just having a relationship with discomfort that's very different than maybe originally for us, it's more of like, oh, right, this is our companion right now, and it will be a daily one, and to expect that. So I think opening ourselves up to that and to one another and acknowledging this process and uh, I think helping our children do the same was really, you know, or is and has been a very big part um, and kind of that second tier, that second pillar for us in this process of kind of starting a new chapter and the new learnings that come with that and um, developmentally and emotionally operating from from a higher place. Um, so being present and uh, in the moment. And uh, yeah, and I, I'd say for me in this, there were there were three things I think about that were important that have been important, and I feel like we're still in the probably in the back end of the open up stage right now in <laughs> some respects. Right. Yeah. But there were three things at least but that, that that have been really important for me and I think for us and for our children is that acknowledgement of feelings, the highs and lows. Mm -hmm. you've, you've articulated that well that, hey, there's some good times and some sad times and some exuberant times and some some disappointing beautiful times and, and beautiful and excruciating. Just embrace the suck that's right. And There's, embrace the that's end, right. But you, you have to move yeah. through those feelings. So it. acknowledging the feelings was was the first thing. The second thing was taking the next step. Mm -hmm. Movement, mm -hmm. flow mm -hmm. allowed us to continue through the transition. So yep. what is that next step? Don't get paralyzed. Don't get overwhelmed. Take the next step. And then the next step. And I think that was part of our process. We yeah. both planned those steps, but really taking those steps, which created movement yeah. and, and pulled us through. Yeah. And then the third thing I would say was this notion of making space for grace, as we like to call it. And, yeah. and that manifests itself in a variety of ways. Um, part of it was individually, my own self, through my own meditation and taking time. Um, which for you what did I every needed, morning. Which I tried to morning. do every morning. <laughs> Part of that was you and I taking time. Mm -hmm. We would do our coffees mm -hmm. uh, on the weekend mornings and sometimes on the weekday mornings. Well, we did them ourselves uh, every day. Every day, that's right. But together was, was the real joy when we were able <laughs> right. to. And right. that was when we were able to align and mm -hmm. talk through. Um, yeah. Or we would have dinner with the kids and we'd check yeah. in. How's yeah. it going? Those were things where we created space that allowed us to 
to celebrate gratitude and to connect to connect yeah to create some softness yep. to for us it was to kind of align our own faith and 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 that grace for us that that through our own faith of of, of that walk um, mm-hmm. um, with the God journey. or higher power of of yeah. recognizing like hey let's you know let's do this together yeah. um, and and that we we also have um, our faith that's journeying God that's journeying with us on this mm-hmm. um, and so that space that openness that 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 pause uh, for us mm-hmm. was helpful as well and that was kind of the third thing that I think helped has helped us and helped me navigate through this as well. As part of opening up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, as you said, space for grace, holding space for it all, and most, uh, I think, importantly for one another, you know, and walking together. So, yeah, I think that really nicely segues to number three, which is our, our grabbing on, our moving on, right? It's, uh, it's like, it's kind of basically us saying, all right, let's go. There's a new chapter, and um, as a family, embracing the new rhythms and the new norms and the new traditions that will come with that, the new routines, the new the new everything that kind of follows, um, and immersing ourselves in the new world, but still staying true to our foundation of self care, of being responsible and accountable for our, you know, ourselves and um, our experience of it all, how we show up. And I think, um, you know, knowing and trusting the process and taking it one step at a time, it is not about the destination. Uh, It is so much about the journey, the process, and being adaptable and being porous and fluid and, you know, kind of flexible. And I think having that ability to... uh, be open to all of that and making time for it and allowing for it was key and is key for us. Right. And um, I think that's that's been a core part for it's, us. And in fact, I think, as you said, we are, we are just now moving into this this phase. And, and how do we embrace that? How do we mm-hmm. wrap our arms around it? And right. I, you know, I'm smiling at, at even small things like we moved into, we've got a place, an apartment that we're staying in in the interim for now. And, and Marta's like getting pictures up on the wall. Like, let's, <laughs> let's engage. Let's immerse ourselves right. in. Like, right. that's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a small thing, but it's like we're jumping in starting a new job I'm doing that and, and and embracing that and meeting new people and going to different places has been amazing and then our our children have have wanted our, our boys of all three of our kids that are with us right now wanted a place to go work out so go find a place that they can love and energize and work out and so we're we're immersing ourselves into this grabbing on and, and moving on and, and, and embracing kind of the newness of what we're doing. And that's well, helping us yeah. kind of move through this further. Right. And I think also develop a rootedness. So I think it is about roots as well and kind of creating and, and um, planting new ones here. And uh, we're doing so by also building a home, which I think is kind of metaphorical in all ways. Uh, and it's something we all look forward to. It can't come soon enough, <laughs> but it will be here when it gets here. And uh, I think the process is, you know, it is. It's kind of building a new home. And I think that sanctuary, again, wherever we are, has always been very important. 
and I think it's our launching pad. It's our jumping off. And I think as Craig said, wherever we are, we try to create the space that feeds us and nourishes us and how important that is. And so it's also been really, I think Craig and I were talking about this earlier, how amazing it has been watching our children navigate this process and these, this uncharted water um, and doing so in a way where we kind of see them connecting the dots for themselves and in their own lives and in their own shifts and transitions where they are in school, developmentally, um, socially, all the things along with our family shift, right, in this move. Um, but seeing them hang in, dig deep, and, you know, and kind of collectively, all of us kind of joining arms and doing this together. And I, you know, I think we just feel like, wow, we are we kind of marvel at them and they are um, they're our fellow travelers and it's kind of beautiful and kind of awesome and they didn't really sign up for this <laughs> they haven't really signed up for any of this and yet they just continue to kind of come along for the ride and so we know and we see them starting to do this in their own lives and it's really exciting and beautiful and you know, who knows how it's going to unfold. But they did, you know, we asked a few of the kids, we had access to a few of them at least, um, to say, hey, you know, what's your process in all of this? And kind of relating it to our own, but acknowledgement of their process of transition. And Ben Brummel, our oldest, who's 19, shared, you know, kind of shared his as the the oldest of the ones that we weren't able to get Ellie on this one, but we will at some point, so... Yeah, I, I think each of them had their own ways. And, and Ben's Ben's biggest thing was just a acknowledgement of being with the, the feelings of in the transition, the challenge, the newness, the discomfort, the uncertainty. Um, he had, you know, he's starting to create his own approach, his own formula to move through that. And I think for him, the biggest part is being present through the highs and lows, through those feelings. And well, those and knowing he can do hard things. He's and, made and of the stuffing. The He's end. got That's the right. substance to do it. And I think that is everything. Because I That's think right. when you know you can do hard things and you can get to the, the other side and you've been through hard things, it's like, yep, here we go. We got this. Don't really know all the ins and outs, but we do know something deep down, which is we can do this. That's right. And Ben has that knowing. He has that. Yeah, and I think with Leo, you know, Leo commented on he would feel the, um, sometimes feel the anxiousness when you get anxious within a transition. Mm -hmm. And he was more about awareness around when that came up. Mm -hmm. And then what can he do to not stay in that too long? Not to dwell in it, as he said, That's right. and identifying it, not dwelling in it, but also finding outlets and um, holding space for it, as we've always talked about. You know, and he likes talking to other people, talking to his buddies, talking to peers, talking to coaches, talking to mentors. Um, he also has, you know, a creative side. He likes to draw. You know, he just finds that to be stress releasing. Mm -hmm. He loves music um, and dance and just kind of he's a mover and a groover and he loves sports. And I think sports are a great outlet for him, especially soccer. Um, but he's learning how to calm and soothe and, you know, and knowing when to put his hand out when he needs something. 
and that is a beautiful, you know, I think a beautiful, you know, shift for mm -hmm. for, for Leo. So, Agreed. and then Sweet Mo. Sweet Mo, our youngest, she, she was quite funny. She uh, joked with us a little bit of, of, you know, she'd see us being a little, um, a little stressed and, and <laughs> a lot of stress, stressed, yeah. but she also came along for the ride. Like she knew what was going on. We shared a lot with her. She was very verbal and asked a lot of questions, but she also was one that, that also was comfortable in, in knowing, Hey, I just had to go take some time on my own and know that it's going to be okay. I've been through this. Mm -hmm. Um, our family's been our through family's this. been through this. I've got you know. I think she cues off of her siblings as well, yep. and if they're doing okay, I think she's you know she's taking cues from them and they support her. But she's also gained her own I think confidence and maybe um, trust in herself in the process. Yeah. Um, and that's helped her I think navigate this as well that it's going to be okay. Yeah, and a sense of safety. I think she always felt safe in that, and that was key. Even if it was hectic, even if it was a little upside down at times, I think she always felt that sense of it's going to be all right. That's right. And that was that was really important. So, so dear listeners, I think there you have it. This is transitions Brummel style, and it's a little That's messy, right. and we probably weren't very, you know, smooth in this this well, episode. Well, you know, we're, we yeah. find I I think <laughs> in review we would say look. Find your why. Remember yeah. why in your transition. Why are you going through this? Why are you making the decision, whatever it may be? Yeah. And then once you're anchored into that, then you look to let go. You open up to go through the transition. And then you grab on. You move on. And you, and, and you really immerse yourself into what's new. Mm -hmm. When you get over that other side, that is still part of the transition. Mm -hmm. Just because you've moved to a new geography or start a new job or start a new school or whatever, you're still in transition because there's so much new and it takes some time to, to, to get settled in. And be so gentle. be gentle and know yep. that that's part of the process. And, and don't jump ship. That's right. Don't we have sometimes, you know, what we've even seen, you've had clients that have kind of taken a step back and said, oh my gosh, I can't get all the way there. But they're so close. And so it's it's recognizing. Well, it it's just normalizing time. the struggle and right. the messy middle. So I thought, you know, I think for Craig and me, we just hope that this has given you guys food for thought and helped, you know, any and all of you who might be undergoing change in your worlds. It can be wild and it can be tumultuous and it certainly can be exhilarating, but it is a ride and it is a worthwhile one. And it's part of life. It's part of being human. Change is kind of the surest thing, I think, out there for us. So it is also one of growth and transformation. So there's a huge upside. So keep that in mind. And as we like to say, tie a knot and hang on. And just make sure you're holding space for it all. Okay? So know that we are here and we're cheering you on. And... Um, like Craig Brummel said, let go, open up, and grab on, my friends. So big love to each and every one of you, and we will see you guys next week. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. 
I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.